Welcome back to React Native Radio Podcast. Brought to you by NDAs. I'd finish this joke, but I can't. Episode 213, We React to News. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to have to do this ourselves for several months. Robin is officially gone on maternity leave. No baby yet, but well, maybe by the time this is published, she'll have a baby, but not when we're recording, but she is off. Uh, so we are on our own. Uh, luckily we do have Harris has rejoined the crew. Harris, how are you doing? I'm good. I, uh, yeah, for anyone who wasn't aware, I actually was recovering from an injury, mostly recovered now, but, uh, yeah, now I'm feeling better getting back into it. Yeah, I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, and you also traveled like half a world away, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, I am in uh, Doha, Qatar. Doha, Qatar. It's uh, it sounds like kind of a random place for a Canadian to go. Yeah. Uh, but I think your dad lives there or, or works there or something. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's because my dad works there. You, you usually, if, I guess, yeah, you're an expat if you're here. Um, <laughs> you're not Qatari, so yeah. Uh, my dad works here and uh, has been for a while. So I just visiting him staying closer to, to the family before the show actually uh, harris and i were talking about qatar uh, a little bit and i was learning some things about it it's a very small country uh you said only like four hundred thousand qatar yes qataris and uh and a lot of expats there and so like road or like signs are in english yeah uh, of all things honestly everything is in english <laughs> and arabic yeah yeah well uh not to play into my brother Lucas's uh, <laughs> fears that we were going to talk about politics on a tech podcast. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're not going to go into the world events that are happening kind of around you there, Harris. But <laughs> but it is kind of an interesting thing that you're over there and, you know, seem to be having a good time over there. Yeah, it's pretty nice here, actually. And yeah, things are always happening around here. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's very action packed. I guess that's one way to put it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, a lot happening. Obviously, there's uh, there's there's some connection to what's happening in Afghanistan and stuff like that. But uh, just so people know who Harris is, Harris is a coding instructor at Concordia Bootcamp in Montreal, Canada, and a React Native contractor. And of course, you're probably not teaching right now, though, right, Harris? You're nope. I took quite a bit of time off. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, good to have you back and uh, should be a fun one. Uh, also with us today is John Major Condon, who uh, has returned after a brief a absence. He's been busy with a lot of things, but John Major lives in Janesville, Wisconsin, and is a senior software engineer here at Infinite Red. He's also editor-in-chief of the React Native newsletter. What's up, John Major? Oh, not too much. Just uh, coming back from a cold. It's a little under the weather still, congested, but feeling better. Well, why is it that every cold just immediately like your your suspicions go up and it's like, uh, <laughs> is it a cold? <laughs> you know, my uh, my daughter had to stay home from school today and I called the school and they're like, get her COVID tested. And it, she has like a stomachache, but they're still like, get her COVID tested. So, you know, I guess I get to do that after we record. Hopefully you feel, feel better soon, though, John Major. Thank you. Thank you. Maz and Chami is also here as a co-host. He lives in Durham, North Carolina, where he told me it's kind of gloomy and dark and gray right now. 
he's a former pro soccer player and coach and is a senior React Native engineer also here at Infinite Red. How's it going, Mazen? Are you uh, are you enduring the, the gloom over there? Yeah, it's hurricane season, so we get a lot of rain. Woke up this morning and I thought it was still nighttime because it was so dark from all the clouds and rain. So, wow. yeah, that's how it is over here. So was that what caused the power outage right right before we started? Probably. Hopefully I can stay on for the rest of the recording. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if Mazen drops off, uh, yeah, it's either either the power went out or he said something really, really wrong, like, you know, you should use semicolons in JavaScript or something. Or spaces. And we kicked him out. Spaces? Tabs? tabs. <laughs> I don't know. That joke needs a little work. Mm. This This episode is sponsored by Infinite Red. Infinite Red is a premier React Native design and development agency located fully remote in the U.S. and Canada. Now that I've ticked off all the pro semicolon people, they're they're not going to want to hire us now. But I'm sorry, we 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 use semicolons sometimes. If you if you're looking for React Native expertise in your next React Native project, hit us up. You can learn more on our website, infinite.red/slash/react-native. Don't forget to mention that you heard about us through the React Native Radio podcast. And I just realized I never introduced myself. I'm Jamin Holmgren, CTO, co-founder of Infinite Red. And yeah, that's enough about me. All right, let's get into our topic for today. We're doing, we react to React Native news. <laughs> Renamed it. It wasn't just, you know, we react to news. It's we react <laughs> to React Native news uh, on the React Native Radio podcast. And uh, so we have a few topics here. Uh, just kind of, you know, it's been, I think, a little bit of a slow news, you know, kind of period for React Native in some ways. We did cover React Native EU in the last episode. So there was a lot of stuff that came out then. And if you listen to that episode, you're going to you're going to hear a lot about that. Uh, but in terms of, you know, outside of the conference, there's, you know, we're, there's a few blog posts and a few other things. So one one expo thing. So we'll, we'll go through that and kind of react to that and give our thoughts. You all ready to go? I'm Let's ready. Do this. Let's do this. All right. So the very first thing on our list is a blog post by the React Native core team, Samuel uh, Susla, who is a software engineer at Facebook, and it's preparing your app for iOS 15 and Android 12. Now, <clears throat> iOS 15 hasn't been actually released yet, uh, but well, it actually it probably will be by the time we release this episode. Uh, but right now, as of the recording, it, it's not yet released. But there are there is some information out there about it so that we can kind of prepare our apps in advance. So what are some of the things, John Major, I'm going to call on you first. What are some sure. of the things that you noticed in this blog post that kind of stood out to you as things that you might want to watch out for? Yeah, so iOS 15, uh, you have to watch out for uh, quick type bar. If you're using that today, you need to add another Boolean check. So if you're adding autocorrect, please add spell check to false as well and vice versa. Uh, something that I wish they had added to iOS 15 in this, though, is to disable that emoji bar. Uh, like, what's up with that? Can't get out of it ever. Uh, <laughs> or at least it's very difficult to get out of it. Uh, but that's I know what you mean. Uh, it, it's it really annoys me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they could add a disable for that, I would be a happy camper. But I don't see it in here. The next thing is the transparent navigation bar. So with iOS 15, mm. get to the top of your scroll list or your flat list. It seems to have this navigation bar that becomes transparent when you scroll all the way top. So I, I'm not too sure. Um, we should probably add a screenshot of that as well. I haven't personally experienced this, so I can't really speak too much about it. But you can definitely install the simulator with the beta. Let's see. Should I go to Android 12? I've actually used the beta, uh, so I could tell you 
the address bar was it always at the bottom it's at the bottom now and at, oh for like safari yeah for safari so they moved the address bar to the bottom and whenever you scroll down it disappears and when you scroll up it reappears mm. yeah we've implemented that sort of behavior in a few different apps uh, mazen and i worked on a on an app that had something not not exactly like that, but it, it had a button that needed to kind of appear and disappear like that. It was like a floating action button at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Very similar. Yeah, you, you can also like swipe, like you know, kind of how you switch apps. You can switch tabs the same way you switch apps. You can like just swipe left and right. That's mm. another. Yeah. yeah, I dig that. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, like live li- life uh, with risk. I, I I always get the beta software. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say uh you're i can't believe you're running uh, ios 15 already but you know you know there's some benefit in that you're kind of ahead of the curve you can kind of see what's what's coming but you will need xcode 13 in order for this to work um they should just align those versions right like xcode 15 with ios 15 just move mac os up to 15 or what is it right now anyway it's 11. So yeah, I mean, just move it up to 15 as well. Like get all these aligned. <laughs> yeah, they're all so close because even the iPhone comes out as, I mean, pretty soon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I, that's iPhone, iPhone 13. 13. See? Right. Yeah. Just align. And then Android 12 is coming out soon. <laughs> Line these that version numbers. <laughs> right. Uh, so that's also coming out. And one of the things that they're doing is that they're adding an overscroll effect. I think that the one of the things with Android that always kind of weirded me out was when you'd scroll to the end of a list, it wouldn't like stretch and bounce like the iOS version of a scroll bar or scroll uh, scroll view. It would just stop and then have like this bluish glow or whatever. And I think I saw a while back that that's because I, Apple actually has like a patent on the mm. stretchy kind of feel or whatever. <laughs> so Android couldn't do it. Whatever that is, it's been resolved because now Android 12 will have that by default. You can opt out of it by doing over scroll mode never on the on like a a scrollable container. So that'll be that'll be something coming. And I think it'll just kind of show up and start working that way. It may screw up your app, though, if you're not expecting that. There's also some permission updates with. Sorry, just to go back on that, on yeah. that point, Jim, and on your overscroll effect. I guess this is a way of Android deviating from their usual UI, essentially, because, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about trying to keep apps with the whole native look and feel so that it doesn't look like you're using what essentially could be a web app kind of mm-hmm. thing and you're using a native app while building it in React Native. And it sounds to me like this prop is kind of going away. Well, it's either that or we kind of see the community kind of wanting that overscroll effect instead of that. Like you said, that blue highlight sort of thing. So I'm of the opinion that, you know, keep them as native as possible. So yeah, yeah. Put this prop in. So just like a little bit of extra work to your lists. Right, exactly. Um, Although if Android 12 is going to move that direction anyway, maybe that is the new native uh, on on Android. It's kind of interesting because on my Pixel, I've got a Pixel 2 just for testing and stuff. There is a mode you can do, which... I just call it iOS mode. (laughs) It feels like iOS and you can like swipe from the left and you can like swipe up from the bottom to kind of, you know, like switch apps and stuff like that. So the gestures all work in a way that is very familiar to me as an iOS user. So I don't know. The two, the two platforms are really converging in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is, that tends to be a good thing overall, as long as the convergence is on the better of the two. (laughs) <laughs> you know, kind of paradigms. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean that's always iOS, by the way. 
Like it could totally be the Android side on some things. Uh, and it can be iOS on others. So I could hear like some angry Android users. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used Android for a long time and, and, uh, I don't mind it. Um, it's, it's good to have both, both platforms out there, uh, competing with each other. Cause there's good ideas that come out of both camps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, permission updates. So Android 12 allows users of your app to only provide access to the approximate location if you request it with the access find location permission. So the the user is allowed to say, you want find location. I'm only going to give you approximate. I'm not going to give you exact, you know, exactly where I am at all times. I think that's good. It kind of just gives, uh, it basically there's a dialogue that pops up that says allow and then the app name to access this device's precise location. And then there's two buttons left and right, which are precise or approximate. And then you can choose then from there while using the app or only this time or deny. iOS has something similar, but I don't think you can choose between approximate and and fine. I think that this is kind of an interesting thing, giving users more privacy controls. So our second uh, story that we're gonna react to is, uh, it's another blog post by the React Native team uh, it's called React Native's Many Platform Vision, and there's a lot, a lot in here. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. What sort of stood out to you, John Major, when you were reading this uh, blog article? Yeah, with uh, this blog article, um, I think Facebook does a really good job at talking about how competition breeds innovation. So tying it mm-hmm. back to with Android and iOS innovating off of one another. I see React Native doing the same thing here. Um, they're they're definitely doing a good job. Given all the different platforms that they they can run on, they are seeing the positives, the the negatives, mm-hmm. and they are looking at um, continuously um, adding React Native to different platforms such as virtual reality, game systems, Xbox being one of them. Uh, yeah. Another thing to add to that is Microsoft uh, Office is also going in on React Native, I believe Outlook. Um, and potentially other ones like Excel and Word are also in React Native. I, I could be wrong about that, but I think Outlook definitely is on React Native, which is pretty cool to kind of see large user bases that use these systems daily for for their jobs, um, having that built in React Native and keep that native feel too. AppFigures.com just did a interesting kind of analysis of Office apps, and uh, they found out that 38 of their iOS and Android apps use React Native. Recently, that was an update, 38. And this includes, I'm just kind of reading off here, we've got Microsoft OneDrive, Outlook, Xbox, Microsoft Word, OneNote, Excel, SharePoint, Teams, Cortana, Edge. I mean, this is a a who's who of, of Microsoft apps, and there's a bunch more. I mean, that's just the ones that kind of like stood out that are using that. A lot of uh, iOS and Android apps, um, and... They say that those apps have been downloaded by more than 4.3 million users in the last month alone. And yeah, so it, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty impressive list of, of apps that are now using React Native. It's not necessarily to say that they're using it entirely to build the whole thing, but they're using React Native in those apps. Yeah, and this definitely uh, opens up the hashtag more, the React Native all platforms hashtag, uh, given uh, Microsoft and Facebook and I'm sure other you know big companies and small companies are are looking at taking React Native to the next level. Yeah. So uh, our third uh, article is a blog post also on the React Native blog talking about Facebook hiring 
engineering managers to their React Native team. And they specifically call out that they're doing that to expand beyond mobile. So I'd like to get one of your opinion, you know, sort of reaction to this. They talk about, you know, partnering with Microsoft on Windows, Mac OS, Oculus, on React Native and VR. And they want to continue to, to focus on those platforms and other platforms. They're wanting to hire a manager for React Native for desktop and one for React Native for VR. Mazen, what what's sort of your reaction when you hear that Facebook's doing this? I think it's it's pretty cool that they're kind of going all in and bringing in hiring managers for for these type of new fields that most people probably aren't thinking about for React Native and for you know the smaller players out there. It's great to see that you know Facebook's going all in on this. So if Facebook's investing all this money and resources in getting the right people for the job to to grow React Native for desktop, React Native for VR, that should probably reassure everyone else out there that you know this is something that would be stable soon enough for for use. And yeah, I, I just I think it's great for the whole ecosystem of React Native. And it, and it also means that Facebook's going to maintain it to a certain degree. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it fits really well into our uh, Infinite Reds initiative, which we call React Native All Platforms. And uh, we, as a React Native kind of vertical team with it, we, we, we want to do all React Native in any platform that it exists in. And we've been doing that. Like, uh, we have some stuff in tvOS. We've got some stuff in desktop. Harris just got off a project that uh, had some desktop elements in it. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure that others, you know, we've got some, like, uh, potentially at some point we could do some VR. Potentially at some point we can do... Uh, you know, many other types. Of course, we've been doing a lot of web as well. Mazen did a bunch of that. So uh, I feel like th- this is something that we're going to we're going to see a lot of in the future. A lot of these other platforms beyond just iOS and Android. Our fourth article and piece of news here is written by Mo Gorham, who's the author of uh, React Native Bottom Sheet. And version four is now released. Uh, rewritten implementation provides more stability, performance and more features. Uh, Harris, you were the one who kind of added this one in. What what are sort of your your thoughts about these changes to React Native Bottom Sheet? Yeah, yeah. So I, I've actually used uh, the V4 and I've used the previous versions. So I got to say, I really appreciated uh, the work that was done on the V4. One of the main things people were complaining about is the keyboard handling. Personally, I didn't have this use case in my experimentation with it, but uh, that's kind of like a, a big thing. They've improved it a lot. Uh, but for me, really what, what brought it to the next level was how easy it was to add pull to refresh on the bottom sheet and mm-hmm. add like a flat list on the bottom sheet. Like before that was like, that, that was very much a pain before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they actually provide components built in, uh, you know, the b- bottom sheet library. So like they provide like a flat list replacement. They provide like a way to do like, a, so they provide all the scrollables basically to, to easily integrate in the bottom sheet. Another thing that's really cool is the detach modal is now possible with this library. Mm. You know, anyone who's like configured, I guess, a HomePod or AirPods, like, you you know, the popular modal that comes up, the detach modal. So now now we have like a really smooth one, thanks to this library, works really well. All you have to do is give it a prop detached, and uh, you do have to give it another uh, prop, which is basically how, I forget the name, but it's basically how far from the bottom it should be. So it's like a bottom, I guess, coordinate. Bottom inset. Yeah, bottom inset. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, and there's also like a footer component that you can pass it, which is cool. Uh, you know, it, it behaves really nicely with, with the whole bottom sheet when you use that, when, instead of like trying to make your own inside the, the scrollable. 
there's other improvements that the block post doesn't go over, like just in terms of like performance and and you know uh, the snap positions, how it works. Like I one change that I know that I had to get used to is in the previous version of the bottom sheet, uh, you would like provide an array of your snap points, and the first one would be like when it's closed in the new version you don't do that anymore you provide an array of the snap points when it's open and if you want it to start out as, as close you give it an index of negative one so these are like just little caveats but yeah overall uh, the v4 is looking really nice one last thing uh, it's really cool actually so there's a react there's an like a react navigation integration so you could have a whole navigator in your bottom sheet that's really cool oh wow that is cool. I love it when you get these sort of kind of like specialized, but actually fairly common use cases like a bottom sheet and someone just puts so much time and sort of you can just feel the the love and care they put into um, every bit of it. It feels like one of the probably best maintained uh, third party libraries out there. And maybe it should have been part of our favorite third party <laughs> modules For episode real. we did a while back. Yeah, it's awesome. This is definitely up there for me right now, especially because yeah. use 100% utilization of Reanimated 2, which is pretty cool. So if if you listen to the previous episode, React Native EU, we talked about the great uh, performance utilization of Reanimated 2. So mm -hmm. that's great that that's fully utilized here. That's fantastic. I uh, I actually noticed in the README that uh, Gorham has a buy me a coffee link at the bottom. So if uh, I think I'll be probably sending him some money and and if other people you know like what they see here go support the your open source uh, library authors that put in so much time and effort it it helps keep them going when they when they have that happen so uh definitely definitely would be a great way to say thanks for providing such a great library i'm joining you on that one nice lastly our fifth piece of news we have some expo news and evan bacon tweeted out that he got async bundle loading working in expo with the metro bundler and that includes things like fast refresh, um, hot module reloading, stack traces, and offline loading. The biggest change here is that you can use async bundle loading. So you could actually have like a component that is not loaded in the original bundle, but when you load it using react.lazy, it will actually load it in uh, when, when you need it, basically. So like not when you start the app up, like normally you would start the app up and you have all your whole bundle gets loaded all at once. And it can take a little while to kind of load it all in. This loads it later. And so that gives you, you know, much better startup performance. And uh, he also mentions that this will enable React Suspense and React Navigation for lazy loaded screens as well. So I think this is a pretty cool innovation. Expo continues to push things forward. And Evan is a huge part of that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I, I always love seeing, you know, some advances in, in our tooling and, and uh, ability to, to deliver high performing apps. What are your reactions to this? I'm impressed by everything Evan Bacon does, honestly. I, I, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I really think that we're nearing a point where Expo will soon start becoming a default, in my opinion. And even like mm -hmm. for Ignite, like, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if you guys saw, but uh, React Native Firebase, which is like a super popular library, is now building Expo plugins. So now that'll be compatible with Expo. So we're reaching a point where it's really hard to find libraries that don't work with Expo. And the UX of Expo is just so good. Speaking of that, we should upgrade Ignite uh, I agree. to the latest version of Expo. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Yeah. Ignite works with Expo. You do have to pass in dash dash Expo as a flag, but then it works fine with Expo. And we, you know, we're definitely 
looking to keep it up to date. We have unimodules. Even if you don't use Expo, we have unimodules installed by default. So that means that you can use Expo libraries, tons of Expo libraries with a non-Expo Ignite app, which is really cool as well. Because Expo third-party libraries are some of the best out there. Yeah. Anything that improves performance and helps you get your app loaded faster, I think is is a win regardless of you know what's happening there. React Suspense, I've used that in the past, and it's pretty cool because you get to animate things instead of just having things pop on the screen. You, know, you could do a uh, like a loading animation for right. you know your placeholder text or placeholder images while it's loading, and then eventually come in. So I think I think that's pretty cool, and yeah. being a lot faster is always nice to hear. And I think this was possible without Expo already. Uh, it hasn't been something I've looked into too deeply. As you may know, I've been doing Twitch streaming on twitch.tv slash Jamin Holmgren. Uh, I call the series React Native Live, and maybe that's where I might play with uh, some of these uh, new features and, and learn some of it. So I'd definitely be interested in checking this out. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's released yet for Expo. It must be coming, but I would like to check it out on vanilla React Native. All right. I think that brings us to the end here. Uh, where can people find you, Harris, other than Qatar? <laughs> uh i'm i am nomad nomadic spoon on most social media nomadic spoon very nomadic for sure uh john major uh at john major c on yeah all social media and that's j-o-n and mazen at mazen chami and i'm at jamin holmgren you can find me on twitter and elsewhere and you can find React Native Radio at React Native R-D-I-O. Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, thanks to our producer and editor, Todd Wirth, our assistant editor and episode release coordinator, Jed Bartoski. I got to give a special shout out to both of them. This one will be a little more difficult to edit. <laughs> It'll probably sound amazing when people listen to it, but it was a little rough. We had to redo a few sections. <laughs> and uh, so extra thanks over to Todd and Jed. Thanks also to our social media coordinator, Missy Warren, and our designer, Justin Husky. Thanks to our sponsor, Infinite Red. Check us out, infinite.red slash reactnative. Reminder, we are hiring, so go to careers.infinite.red if you are in the U.S. and Canada and want to work with this amazing team. Special thanks to all of you listening today. Make sure to subscribe all the major podcasting platforms. We are React Native Radio. See you all next time. 